the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back with Iron Real Estate. Um, Is that my friend Dottie? Well, uh, yes, Andrew, and I wasn't sure that we're having some technical difficulties, but the show must go on. Um, we've had them from the beginning of the show, so we apologize, but that's the show must go on. So can you hear us all now? I hope all our listeners can hear us. Um, I um, have a special guest who's here, uh, and as I said, um, and it's Brad Inman, and I guess Brad is, like, huge. And, I mean, I think he's been so famous, it's not even funny. He just doesn't boast about it at all. He's one of the brightest people I know. I mean, it comes from writing and real estate, and if you've heard of Inman News, that's Brad. And uh, he's been on Ion Real Estate many days before. So I, I asked him, okay, Brad, you just moved to Palm Beach, and we were giving – people advice on the situation with taxes here and how it differs. And Ashley was here before, and I know you know Ashley. Uh, and we said it goes up, but it's capped if you have a homestead, correct? Well, there's uh, when you move here, one thing the state of Florida does, particularly Palm Beach County, is they have seminars. They actually give you a list. There's 28 things, uh, steps you have to take to certify that you're legitimately uh, a Florida resident, and I take that very seriously. I like to sleep at night, so um, so like those are the things you need to follow, which is everything from a driver's license to voter registration, having your automobile here, and there are no state income taxes. And if you're homestead, which means you're a declaration domicile, and you're really going to the nth degree, then you're right. The property tax is different as well, as I understand it. Yes. If well, you decide to be a permanent we've, resident. We've talked about versus, on the show, and I, I will do probably next week or the week after that, uh, talking about the exact list of all the things that you have to do because it's not, I think I said at the beginning of the show, it's not easy, yeah. and you really have to be here, and they really will track you down. Yeah, you, the key you is can't follow play the law with, and don't dink around or you'll get caught. And if you want to sleep well at night, don't ever you know mess with the IRS or the state income tax board. It's not worth your time. Or, it's just not worth it. That's the best no. advice anyone so can we came have. Here to live just follow the law. So, yes, now Brad that. is, I, I, I just have to tell you, I met Brad when I was speaking uh, at his, a conference in New York that he put on. I think that was the, maybe 14, 15, 16 years ago. It was uh, the first, I think the first New York conference you did. And I was on panel, and I didn't know Brad. I knew of him. Um, and he said to me after I spoke, hey, you're pretty good. He said, pretty good. So then um, I said, well, if you're ever in New York, 
just look me up. And he did, and uh, we went with Louise Sunshine, who was a, an icon in her day in New York. This woman was responsible as a woman, which is very difficult to develop uh, the field of development and, and new development in, in, in New York City, probably always most places, was men. And here was this woman who had sunshine, and her name was Blasted. And she happened to call me up that day, and I said, oh, Brad, you know, she has a development. And Ian Traeger from Studio 54, it's his development. You want to come? And we wow. went. We met Ian Traeger from Studio 54, which is development downtown. And that was the beginning of uh, a, a, a wonderful, really close friendship. Well, Dottie, as you know, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Southern Illinois. I left there when I was 16, but I'm still starstruck. And I met you. I was starstruck. And then you introduced me to all these people like Ian Traeger, Studio 54, and huh. Mrs. Sunshine. I mean, those were uh, great memories. What I love about Dottie, though, she has a mind like a trap. She remembers the exact first three words I said to her. Every, she has a great memory, gang. So if you ever, you know, uh, be careful with Dottie. She knows and remembers everything, which is what we love her about. Yeah. And many other things. You got callers so here running. Well, I do. But I just, I just, we're going to take them in a second. I just, I just don't know if I lost that caller or not. Um, I... So, Brad, when I met him, and he said to me, like, you know, you, I said, you, you did so many things, and you built so many businesses, and some of which he sold, some of which he still has. How do you feel? And I'll never forget this. You were living in California then, and um, you had a beautiful house in, not Napa, Sonoma, and uh, which uh, I had great fun with, and he had great parties. And I said, well, how do you feel now that you're a millionaire? And he said to me, Daddy, I'll never forget this. I walk across, I walked across the San Francisco Bridge every morning. And I, the Golden Gate. The Golden Gate, and I still do. And he's the same person that I always knew and probably one of the brightest. And what are you up to now? Because you have, what are the trends you do with Inman? And what are you up to now? What do you see? What is your vision of? Where this world is going with real estate and things of that, and there's artificial intelligence. Well, that's a big word. Artificial intelligence, gang, anyone that's got a cell phone out there, which you all do, or you know, a smartphone, you have about 1,000 bots, which are, it's a short term for robots. So that's artificial intelligence. We have it in our pocket every day. It's our third brain, as I say. It's this thing that uh, is, connects us to technology but also operates in its own thinking. And you ever update your apps, Daddy? You know when you update your apps on your phone? You, hit, you have like 333 of them in there that you probably need updated right now. Once you update them, that takes you into the future. So your, your robot in your pocket, these multitudes of robots, is keeping ahead of you, and they're in the future. Wow, that's yeah. cool. I mean, Guys, we have Vincent. We have Vincent on from Jersey City, and I want to see if he has a question for our friend Brad because we have Vincent, and I'm saying, Vincent, are you there? I'm here. Thank you. Vincent, Hello. what's going on? Hi, Vincent. Oh, everything is good, thank God. Um, I'm thankful, put it that way. I just wanted uh, to make your uh, viewers, I'm sure you guys probably know it, but um, if, you're pro if you're a landlord and you have a one, two, three, four more apartment and it's vacant for more than 60 days and there was damage or fire or whatever to that building, you are not covered unless you have a rider on your, which is a very special rider, which would increase your insurance policy. But if it's vacant, 
more than 60 days and there's a problem there, damage, you're not covered, period. Well, you know, we're gonna, we're um, going to have Mike Conte on. Um, he's going to be on a little while. And so I'd love you to tell him. We'll, we'll make sure you either call back or we'll tell him that, and he'll answer that for you unless he happens to be on the line. If he's on the line, I, I, we've had a lot of problems with lines, so I don't know how I'm, he's I'm here. I'm, I'm here, and I, I'm happy to jump in. You tell me what you want. Sure, jump so, in, jump in. Like this is, this is anything goes. Okay, like okay. I well, play it the well, way it is. Okay, I, there's no I, I, set formula. You're on the line. There's a question that was uh, that uh, Vincent is, is stating, so you should answer that. Hi, hi Vincent. I heard, I heard the question, but but Dottie, before I do it, I got to tell you, I love the show today. I, I love Palm Beach. It's my favorite place in the world. So I'm I'm almost upset that. I'm being, you know, getting on the phone because I want to hear more about what, what's going on. But anyway, Vincent, uh, there is a vacancy clause in every insurance policy ever written. Uh, if the property is vacant uh, for 30 days, then certain uh, perils drop off. Now, understand this. A four-family house that has three apartments in it and one apartment is empty, well, that's not a vacant building. That's a, a building with one unoccupied apartment. So people often confuse unoccupancy with vacancy. Vacancy means there's nobody in the four units or there's nobody in the three units. So you have to be careful of that. And you must read the contract that you purchased so that you understand it because it is misinterpreted many times. I will tell you that in a vacant building, the water damage peril will drop off after 30 days and the vandalism peril will drop off. But if the place burns down to the ground because of a lightning strike, you're probably still covered. But you've got to read the policy that you purchased. Gotcha. I know. Because the other one was that I did have a fire in a building, and I was rehabbing it. And it was a six family. And, of course, while it was being rehabbed, it was vacant. That's a whole other animal. That's a whole right. other animal. I'm with you. But yeah. I, but I was, pay, I was paying my monthly premium in the meantime, and uh, I, was, if, I found out that if I'm sorry, go ahead. If the carrier didn't know that you were in the course of construction, the policy is void. So whoever you're right. dealing with is not giving you good information. I'm with you. This is great, why, so, so great about your cool. show. You give such that's solid advice cool. to people. Well, well thank you so much so for calling, Vincent. Yeah, there is a lot to know. Vincent, the carrier knew it because they had paid off on the policy because of the fire. Well, you know what? Um, you know, I'm happy to review the entire incident, but offline, not here. No, no, no. I'm on my way to Palm Beach. So let her, oh, good. Enjoy. <laughs> Vincent, we thank you for calling. Well, you know, I just want to loop back because we have the famous Inman on the phone, and I am tickled by this because I don't, I don't know you, but I read your stuff all the time, and I don't think that everyone knows what Inman is unless they're in the industry. Like if you're in the industry, if you're a real estate professional, you can't not know what you are. But can you tell people that are just normal people that are doctors and teachers and they have lives and they're not in real estate, what is Inman? Uh, sure. Uh, Inman is a uh, daily publication that publishes about 20 to 30 news stories a day specifically about real estate. Um, and we, we particularly uh, focus on the real estate industry. And our goal and mission is to raise the real estate IQ of the real estate industry so they do a better job for the consumer. And we have about a million readers every day that uh, check in. And then we have conferences and we do research. And, uh, you know, all corners of the globe um, 
we touch and people come from all over the world to attend our conferences so they can hear people like Dottie on stage and um, just have a great community of people trying to raise the bar in real estate Actually, so they do Andrew, a better you job. Should come. There's one I in New to. York coming up right after the holidays. Um, you, you really should come. It's, it's really great. Together. and it's Yes, well, I always go. Okay. I would love to do <laughs> it. way you. I would miss it. But, like, but, but, you know, as I said, we have Mike uh, Conklin with our insurance expert. And, and, and Brad and Min just said to me, Donnie, that's why I like your show. You have so many people, you know, who have so many smart answers. And what I have is the show is everything about real estate, which, of course, is everything. But I have the experts on. Because too many times people think they know everything, and I always tell people, be aware of the person who knows everything, because so they're dangerous. So, you know, and, and we like to be able to, there's so much information to know that it's impossible for any human being to know that all. So we like to be able to help our listeners so that they can get the right information and then they can make an educated decision, um, because... So much, you know, you hear it from a friend who means well, but they missed it. I mean, even the taxes, someone, you know, had given us tax information, and I don't believe that was exactly correct. They think that Florida, it's the, your taxes are are capped, where they can't go up more than 3% if you are a resident. But if you are not a resident, they can go up. If your property went up to, like, for, say you bought it for 500 it's worth $4 million, then you'll pay that. So, and Brad um, taught us about the like 28 the things, Dottie. Our expert Brad taught us about forward, the 28 things. I have things. this great question, okay? Tell me. So, because Brad's here, and I, 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 I so often, and I do think he's, I'm not saying this because he's my friend. I think he's probably one of the smartest people I know. Uh, what are you seeing? Like, again, uh, what are you seeing as far as going forward? Do you see, like, you know, I, I just came back from the NAR in California with the top companies, and I share that. And, of course, everybody has their vision or whatever they think. Obviously, no one but God really knows the future. And there's all these different ways of real estate, and there's robots, and there was a university that was online, okay, and you go to, and, and you know, and there's people that are, are back, and, oh God, this is not new, where people are buying your home. And then, of course, there's artificial intelligence, which we talk about a lot, where they'll know they'll know what you need and probably when you're moving before you know it and probably Amazing. reach the consumer. I think in mortgages too. And I think maybe even insurance. I don't know, Mike, but I mean, that's what we're seeing a lot of where this artificial intelligence knows. And, and you can see it with Amazon, right? I mean, doesn't everybody, they know your patterns. They know what you buy. They know when you buy. I mean, what are you seeing as far as real estate and artificial intelligence? Well, you know, it's a, a simple example of this. Is, have you ever been online, filled out a form, and I put the letter B under name, and it automatically populates the entire form? Now, that is artificial intelligence. In other words, the computer is intelligent to know enough that I type B. It fills out Bradley Inman. It fills out my address. It fills out everything I need for a travel, for a loan application, for everything. And now that sounds really, really simple. But that's really how artificial intelligence is migrating into our lives. It's making our lives easier. Authentication. Think about going to the airport now. If you're a member of CLEAR, it authenticates you based on your fingerprints or biometrics, which is your eyes. Now imagine when you go into a house very soon. It's going to happen. With biometrics, 
you're going to know every person that comes into your house when you go to sell it. Right now, a realtor often puts up a little clipboard with some names, and I can, right. I can put George W. Bush up there. Uh, and no one's going to check it or look at it or anything. Right. They may try to email me afterwards. So a bunch of chuckleheads are going into your house. Wouldn't it be nice to authenticate people during an open house or authenticate people when you're showing the house for the safety of the realtor, but also for the consumer? So these things, most of the things going on, we kind of, you know, we, sci-fi scares us and all this artificial intelligence and robots. That's not what it's about. It's making our lives a lot easier. It's incremental little steps being made with technology that make all of our lives easier. And that's how we got to think about it. Buying a home will be a lot easier because of all the improvements to the process. Less paper, okay. more digital, and just easier for consumers to navigate this nasty, gnarly process. And you will be able to, you know, I have a, all these articles on, you'll be able to walk through it. You'll be able to have smart furniture that you can, you know, walk through virtually and you can touch and feel. And, you know, there's... Okay, there's couches that actually they've made that can talk to you or know what you're doing or know how you sit and kind of make sure that it's that comfortable. But at the end of the day, and maybe I'm being very old-fashioned, I'm not sure, but I still think that unlike, uh, and I'm curious to see what everybody else thinks, including our listeners and Mike and Andrew, I, I, real estate is not like buying a car where if I know the kind of car I want, I go see it. I'm like, this is the car I want. By the way, it's a Ferrari in case anyone's interested. Uh, and this is the color I want. Then I can go online and basically look for I, the best I agree, price. I agree with you. David. We, let, me, let me give you a good example here. Senior housing development. Every thought, everybody thought the boomers, my right. age group, your age group, we were all going to move into these fancy new or some kind of senior development. Guess what's happening? We're saying no way. No, guess, guess what's happening? What? We can now know. stay at home longer. You know why? Because of all the technology in the house, we can have FaceTime with our doctors. We can send images. If, so, if we fall, we can FaceTime our children. Our homes are safer. People, there's a great article in the Wall Street Journal this week about it. People are staying in their homes longer. Guess why? Because of technology. So technology in the home is unbelievable benefit, particularly the seniors and as they get older. Think. And guess what's happening? Demand for senior developments is going down. It is, but now I'm just giving you my opinion. Yeah. That's possibly, that's probably part of it. But I think another part of it is people with baby boomers. I said the ARP, which, you know, I think they send you when you're 50, which I think I burned it up when I saw it. I said <laughs> they better get a new name because baby boomers don't want to be old and they don't really want to move into something that says old. And okay. thanks to technology, Daddy, they can stay at home longer and they're safer. And they get medical care remotely, and they can stay in touch with their family and talk to their grandkids with FaceTime. There's a whole bunch of improvements in the house that have really made it safer and easier for everybody. But this is just one group of people that have benefited from technology. And that's not old-fashioned. That's saying, I want to stay at home. I want to stay at home longer. I don't want to go to one of these developments. Oh, the like, sell them in the cellar. No, no. <laughs> Which we love. Oh, like, you're waiting to die. Oh, another one went... Okay, you know, no, I don't think so. I think people do want to stay in their homes longer. Okay, but they're also living longer. Uh, I so, think they want to be Dottie, in touch gonna, with their relatives. We're going to finish this call that. after the break, Dottie. It's 866-970-9622. We have such great guests with us. We have Brad Inman. We have Mike Conti. We have Thomas Drew. Call us up. At Honig Conti Perino Insurance, protecting your business is our business. 
Just like you, we're business owners in Manhattan, navigating constantly changing regulations, dealing with staff changes, owning property, protecting ourselves, our employees, our business, and our bottom line. We understand what it means to run a business, especially in this city. Our doors have been open for over 100 years, and it's not because of slick sales. It's because we genuinely care about the people we protect, and that makes all the difference. When you work with Honig Conti Perino Insurance, you don't just get a policy. You get expert advice, a local firm who's been there before, a dedicated team who's looking out for your interests. See the difference for yourself by reaching out to us at HonigConti.com. That's H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E.com. Honig Conti Perino. Protecting your business is our business. by O'Reilly Auto Parts for our See Better Drive Safer sale going on right now. Get great deals on everything from wiper blades to headlight bulbs. Plus, save on your next oil change with five parts of O'Reilly full synthetic motor oil and microguard filter, just $25.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors and Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills, and estate planning, and more. Yes, it's all free. So come to Connors and Sullivan's free seminars. On Monday, December 2nd at the Greenhouse Cafe, 7717 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m., and then on Thursday, December 5th at The Adria, 221-17 Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens, at 11 a.m. 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Can't go to any Connors and Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Just call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com. Connors and Sullivan. Plan now for later. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're, we're back, and we have, uh, uh, we have uh, Tom Drew, who does all of our financing, and we have our legal legal, uh, Andrew Lead, and we have Mike Conti, our insurance expert, and I consider myself as best somebody can be a real estate uh, maiden and a business, and really building businesses. And we have Brad, who really uh, is, I don't know, I just think he's a genius. So we're just all kind of talking about what we see going forward, what we see in real estate. And let me tell you something that happened to me. This is a dotty story, but it's kind of typical for me. A friend of mine asked me to speak at a 
uh, a seminar, a thing that she was doing for on Bitcoin, okay, and opportunity zones and all this stuff. And hey, I understand what it is, but I'm not an expert on it. And as uh, a professional, I don't like to. I like to direct people to experts, okay, that really understand it, okay. So. P.S. I said, well, I'm not an expert on bitcoins and this and that, but I will um, come and support you. Not for eight hours, but I'll come for two hours. <laughs> so anyhow, the girl who listens to me and puts my name up, and I'm speaking about bitcoin, which I really okay. So these Chinese and all these investors and companies, and I'm like, wait a second, I don't really know too much. But a guy next to me says, look, in ten minutes, I can teach it to you. And I think, wait a second. So now I have to go up, and I really, you know, I generally understand it, but I'm not somebody that would speak on it. That's not my expertise. But here's what I said, and that's why I say, you know, I'm quick on my toes, which you have to be. I say, well, you know, I would say real estate is the universal language. Everyone loves real estate. So here's what I say. And it's not a lot. I say, well, we have a couple of listings right now that are in $15, $20 million range where the seller will accept the coins. A currency that I think down the road will be a real currency that people use. Um, we don't have any sellers asking to buy with them as of yet. But I do see down the road in the near distant future, that will be a currency that people will buy real estate with. Now, that's the way it was real estate. And everybody in the audience was like, oh, yes, you're right. And people from other countries, it was like an amazing thing. And I just think that real estate, no matter where you live, no matter what language you speak, no matter what country you're in, hey, everyone gets what real estate is. Well, Dottie, you know, it's interesting. When Bitcoin was at $20,000 a coin, I think, is the price of peak, whatever that price was. Is it? Yeah, I think it's down to $9,000. But uh, when it peaked a couple years, 18 months ago, whenever that was, we got a flood of people telling us um, at In the News that there was more and more transactions with Bitcoin. It's not surprising. So it's kind of like a, a you know, a new baseball player signs a contract and he gets $20 million. It's the first thing he does. He buys a house. A young tech entrepreneur in the Silicon Valley, uh, the, the company goes public and he has stocks. The first thing he does is buy a house. As soon as Bitcoin reached that price, people wanted to liquidate it. Quickly, some of them did, smart ones. And they liquidated <laughs> their Bitcoin and transferred it into real estate. Now, the only challenge with Bitcoin and real estate is, I'm sure your lawyer and insurance folks here can help us out, is there are consequences and there are IRS issues and there's a lot of issues that have been unresolved like any new innovation right and some of those things have to be worked out so you don't make a mistake um, and it's but you're gonna see that anytime and just for our listeners uh, Bitcoin is just like the dollar is our currency is the currency that we use and it's backed by the federal government uh, my Bitcoin is a currency, correct? Digital currency, yeah. It's a digital currency. And um, it's, I'm understanding, and again, I'm not an expert, that there's a limited amount, like where you can make more money if you want to. They, they can make more money or they can take away some money. I think that that's a, like a finite amount. Well, it's like any supply and demand. You know, arguably the U.S. Treasury has limits, although they don't ever exercise it. Um, you, you know, gold is an example. Um, and there is standing behind it, uh, like U.S. government stands behind the U.S. dollar. 
but it there is you know technically a physical limitation but it's supply and demand like anything if people buy a lot of bonds what happens to the bonds if people buy a lot of stock what happens similar there but that's the parallel but it's a little more complex because it's a brand new currency Yes. And its origins are a little shaky. Uh, and we're we know who backs it. We don't know. I mean, I'm not really yeah. sure. But it's interesting how so many people. Well, you and people... I are Bitcoin experts, so we should probably okay. shut up. <laughs> I'm not an expert, but I have to tell you, I've got to some things where the people that I'm speaking, I know for a fact, yeah. have no idea. Well, I know for <laughs> sure that people have bought houses with Bitcoin. That's that's happened a lot. Yeah. So, uh, but it is, and it's something to at least start to learn about. Sure. Uh, so that you sound like you're in this world and that you know what's going on. And I always tell people that's why we have the show. We have experts. People should have a general understanding of everything and then consult with an expert before they make moves, okay? Yeah. Um, that's kind By of the way, all the Bitcoin in the world is in Ukraine. That was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So what about you, Mike? Would you take Bitcoin for... Will they, will they take uh-huh. that for an insurance payment? I would. I wouldn't take Bitcoin for a cup of coffee. I'm old fashioned. The mo- to me, the money is in the bricks. You know, uh, I'll take. I'll take your property. You know, but I'm not taking your Bitcoin. And you know, that it's it's very interesting. And I, you know, I, I feel like I'm the Debbie Downer of the show because I always come on with some horrible story. And today's not going to be any different. So please forgive me in advance. But with all this discussion about Bitcoin, I, I want to just. You know, point out one of the things that went down in the office this week that we heard about that's so frightening. And as you know, so many realtors listen to your show. I think this is like a public service uh, message that I just want to make everyone aware of what scam is going on right now. Uh, so, so we we had a situation this week where uh, one of our clients, who was a real estate attorney, his system was hacked, and the hacker sat there and monitored real estate transactions. One of the transactions, the hacker jumps in, contacts the buyer and says with a fake email and a fake transfer, uh, wire transfer number, okay, closing in four days, time to transfer the money, let me know when you did. And he mimicked the uh, email of the attorney and he mimicked Everything so that on first glance you wouldn't even know it. The buyer went ahead and transferred electronically the funds to this hacker's account, and the hacker immediately wrote back and said, you know, we're having a little trouble. It's not going to clear for an extra day or so. I'll let you know when it clears. He wanted to stall the process. And at some point, the buyer never heard back from the attorney, now contacts the real attorney and says, hey, what happened to the money? And they realized that it was a scam. So I want people to know that this, it, in the last month, we've heard this same story five times from five different customers. Michael, it's going on. It's so important what you're saying, telling the audience here, Michael. Uh, at Inman News, we get reports of this all the time. And what's often part of the scam is they change one digit in the bank right. account number. Everything else looks exactly the same. It right. Typically what happens, we scan the numbers, go, yeah, that's mine, that's yours, yeah. Everything's cool, and the money's transferred. Right. And so many lessons here. One, never, ever, ever put wiring instructions in an email of any sort. Always have that's the two the parties call on. Or, or use a secure server by one of the financial institutions. Um, but the, the, the wiring of money scam by home buyers and sellers is really – and out of control, as you said. It's epidemic. I, I, I mean, so I want everyone to hear. 
everyone needs to hear what Brad said, though. Everyone on the that's listening to us live, everyone that's listening on our podcast, never send a wire based on an email you received. Call them, verify it. Do not send a wire until you speak to the person on the telephone. And a lot of people are putting in their signature blocks now that wire fraud is real and telling you not to believe it if you receive an email with wiring instructions. I've had multiple fraud in my own office with this. We had the FBI involved on this stuff. Please don't take wiring instructions via email. So your advice, everyone, is that if you get an email that says to transfer that you should never do that without making a call to your attorney or your i mean i had that happen from my account but my account knows i would never say transfer money unless i would never i would call him i wouldn't send him an email. got a call so he knew a lot of times dotty uh someone will even pretend to be you and maybe get to an assistant of yours and say hey send so and so so much money and they're maybe they're not going to question oh. You know, so they impersonate people. And how they do this is that most people don't understand that a lot of hackers don't just come in and destroy your system. They sit there and watch everything you do and they learn your habits. They call it social engineering. And it's a frightening thing because as 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 diligent as we want to be with the virus protection and this and that, et cetera, and so on. You just can't be sure that not someone is watching every email you write. Tom, are you experiencing this? Tom, are you? Cases, we're getting me scared now. Yeah, but there's a couple of cases here where the uh, neither the financial institution and certainly not insurance companies are standing by the consumer. So once you mistakenly wire your money out of your bank account to some you know swindler from Ukraine or wherever it is, um, you're out that money and no one's going to cover it for you. Um, if you in any way were personally involved in the liability, I, maybe uh, Michael, you could tell us, but. I think there's also a lot of controversy around whose liability it is, but there's been so many cases already where the consumer is left holding the bag, and Wells Fargo and Bank of America and Chase aren't going to make it up for you. No, not at all. And and, and you know what? So, you're out, in other words. Yep. What, you're out. Well, listen, we're, we're going to take a quick break, but we're talking about what happens if you get scammed and you're not to answer any emails that say they're transfer money, but we're going to talk about the liability and... Um, it's really becoming an epidemic. Um, so I think you want to listen to this. We'll be right back after the break. Joe Piscopo here asking, are you tired of dealing with dummies? Well, experience the smart way to buy a car at Route 22 Toyota with no hidden fees, no back and forth, no pressure, and no wasting time dealing with dummies. Alex Kinsella, the general manager, prides himself on his low lease offers and 0% APR financing for up to 72 months for qualified buyers. And now my buddy Alex wants you to experience their new smart way to service. Listen to my show every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. because you'll never know when Route 22 Toyota will be giving me the go-ahead to give away free things like a multi-point inspection and oil change with filter to the first five callers. Call 855-621-9949 and say, Joe sent me. Experience how one caring family in the car business is out to change the entire car business by offering you the smarter way to buy a car and more. 855-621-9949. Route 22 Toyota. Route 22 West Hillside, New Jersey or at Route22Toyota.com. All your makes excluded. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. 
The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just $19.95. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only $19.95. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? Are you receiving your share of the leads? If you're not effectively using digital media, you could be losing sales by the second. Even worse, your customers can be grabbed up one by one, never to return. Not sure if you're losing out to the competition? Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. Salem Surround is a full-service digital agency providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Total market penetration for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn more how we can help you place your advertising message in front of today's digital consumers. Salem Surround helps deliver customers by putting your business message in front of the right person at the right time. Get a complimentary digital analysis and get ahead of your competition. Call Salem Surround, 212-857-9635 or surroundnewyork.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Welcome back, everyone. We're having such an amazing conversation. We have Brad Inman with us. We have Dottie, the best, from Palm Beach. We're having Mike Conti and our friend, Thomas Drew. Everyone, um, I, we stopped the conversation talking about how we were we were dealing with fraud. And I just wanted to turn to um, Thomas Drew because he's our banker over here. Tom, are you hearing this at the bank too? Yeah, fraud is something uh, that we deal with all the time and we're very careful with sending information uh, via uh, password protected uh, emails and uh, you know we've had instances where customers emails have been hacked and it's definitely a concern so Tom is there anything we should know like when we're dealing with a banker so we could do this the right way yeah I mean I would be very careful with how you send your information uh, you know if uh, you're going to send something to a banker you got to make sure it's, it's password protected and encrypted uh, you know faxes still probably one of the, the safest methods or, uh, you know, we do send things overnight delivery just to ensure that uh, packages arrive safely. Uh, you know, people need to be very careful about what they send over electronically if it's not encrypted. So, you know what I well, found interesting? I think, uh, you first yeah, I think with you, the big takeaway, first of all, don't ever send any money or transfer anything without speaking to the person that you're supposedly doing that with in person or like over the phone. Um, but I have to tell you, you guys are scaring me because, you know, I don't know how, how do you protect yourself from it. I mean, other than caution, 
But I mean, I, I don't know how you stop these uh, guys to, from or women or whoever's doing that from impersonating you. Dottie, you know what I found so interesting? I was doing a mortgage recently with citizens, and every time I'd send them an email, they would say, we have to use the secure email. And I think that's something Tom was getting at a second ago, which I think made me feel much more comfortable that there was a secure server. Can you tell me a little about that, Tom? Yeah, sure. So it's um, uh, it's a 200, I think it's 256-bit encryption. It's extremely difficult to hack. And... Uh, you know, you have to set up a, a username and password to even access the uh, encrypted information. So uh, we try to go to very um, extreme lengths here to try to protect the information because the last thing uh, we need is somebody's information getting stolen and, uh, you know, used to uh, file false tax returns or, you know, better yet, access bank information to pull money out of accounts. So, uh you know, we take it very seriously, and sometimes the consumer doesn't understand why we're doing it, and they see it as an inconvenience. But that's my point. Yeah, day, yeah. So you're doing it for them. We, we really, yeah, we're doing it for their own benefit, whether <laughs> whether they like it or not. Um, we're going to send it that way just to protect them. So there's two no, messages. I, mean, I think we've got to. I want to tell you a funny story. We can't. Sometimes Please. in these situations, we blame. You know, the Internet and digital, but the other day I'm in West Hollywood. I'm in a grocery store line, and the woman ahead of me starts writing a check for her groceries. A check. And I said, what is that? And she said, it's a check. And I said, gosh, I haven't seen one of those in a decade. <laughs> and so she said, they're very slowly, methodically writing a check and a long, beautiful signature. And I was impatient. But she got through it, and she left. But she left her purse open and her checkbook sitting right there. Well, guess what's no. on your check? Yeah. Every single detail for a wire transfer. So when we get, I totally agree with the cautions, but we shouldn't get overly paranoid about cyber theft because, in fact, in the old world, the paper world, it was very, very unsafe. It happened all the time. Absolutely. So watch your checkbook, too. We just too. didn't hear about it as much. No, everyone likes to hype these stories, but this is not a hype story. It is real. It's happening. We should be careful. I just want to put it in perspective, you know, not to well, get you know, overly paranoid. I, I, I tell the story about, because we're always talking about cyber theft, and, and, and people, I always get pushback from people who own businesses. They don't really understand about cyber theft. And I said, look, years ago, remember you called to the florist, and he wrote your Visa card in the book and left it on the counter. Well, if someone stole that book, he's got everybody's Visa card number. I said, it's the same concept. And people exactly. then use their late, but it's the same thing. Paper, whether it's on paper or internet, you're still vulnerable. Right, and then and they've hacked many of big companies. So I mean, I know it's at the settlement. We have everything as secure as we can, but I don't think anything is foolproof. I mean, there's always someone that's going to figure out. So I think it's part of the world we live in, right? Yeah. Daddy, my mother always I mean, my mother always said to me that just leaving the house you're at risk so you have to accept some sort of risk every day and right. you have to not be paralyzed by it and i think brad's point is so well taken that the checkbook of yesterday was just as risky and mike's position about having the credit card book is just as risky but what we need to realize is that risk is going to happen risk is ever present but you got to live you got to get out there and you got to go do things and i think the main that point that we're taking away 
I think the main thing we're taking away, Dottie, is that we just need to be cautious. And I think that's what Brad's saying is don't leave your checkbook out. I think right. what Mike's saying is take a put your put the credit card book in the safe. And what I think that Thomas Drew and I are saying is that you either need to call and verify the wiring instructions or use a secured server. Problem solved. Right. Well, and that might sound easy. I know you're an attorney and you think everything is easy, but that's not easy for every single person to do. So we won't do it today, but we will talk about how you can do that because it's not as easy as everyone thinks. All right? And I know attorneys make everything sound easy, but it's not. And you need to know about a little bit more so that you can inquire and figure out how to do that. But I want to ask Mike a question. Mike, will they ever have insurance for, like, hacking? Like, I mean, maybe down the road. I mean, we get insured for everything. I say, how much is too much insurance? You can insure yourself for everything in life. So will they, do you think they'll have insurance down the road for in case you're hacked? Or are they, we have it now. like that? We have it now, Daddy. Yeah, we have it now. There's something called cyber insurance, um, and it covers the topic that we're talking about is called social engineering, okay? Uh, Years ago, we just called it flim-flam, but now we have a fancy (laughs) word. It's social engineering. And there are policies. Social engineering. I like flim-flam. And and there are policies policies that uh, provide coverage for social engineering uh, for businesses. And now one of the homeowners... Uh, companies that we represented just introduced a cyber suite of coverages. So as a homeowner, you can buy some of these protections as well because the, the, the fraud that's perpetrated against people, regular insurance policies typically have a limitation, 10,000, 25,000. No one ever anticipated that all of us could become victims of 200, 300, and $400,000 frauds. But yeah, the policies are starting to emerge. I think the, the problem that we always face is that the, the, the scams come up quicker than the policies can ad- adapt and, and be invented to cover. So That's true. where we're vulnerable. Yeah. Right, and, That's we, and, and also, as I said, there's risk when you walk across the street. So you have to make decisions. And what we'd like to do at Iron Real Estate is make sure that you are informed and that you have all the information and how much, once you have it, then it's, you know, a matter of preference on what you want to protect yourself against and how cautious you are. But as I said, I really don't think as many people as you might think are as cautious about it. And if you so have true. children, um, you know, they live with it. Uh, probably they, well, some of them are smart enough to know and some of them are not. But Dottie, the, just, the elderly are victimized by this day in and day out. It's so sad. Well, yes, but I'm just saying anybody can be. You know, I had an incident where I, I, I had said that, that you, know, you know, people were email or texting me and people were saying on Facebook and then I got something from uh, that said I was scammed, and I called the uh, a, a pretty big technology guy that was working for our company at our time, and 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 I said he said oh it's a scam it's not a scam it's just you know don't even pay attention to it it was really a scam, and it was wow. really they were doing something. Okay? So what happened? And he didn't know. Well, I had to close down everything, and I had to change my passwords on everything. I had to do that, and you know today everything needs a password. So yeah, I have like a, a assistant that has given me, a, like, I think I probably have 95 passwords, okay? And I have no idea what they are. That's why, Daddy, these breakthroughs in technology is so important, like biometrics, like fingerprint. I bought the new Mac, 
and it now requires a fingerprint instead of a password when I enter it. And it also has biometrics now, so all the purchases that I'm making are protected. So no more passwords. Give it another year, and there'll be no more passwords. Then someone's got to, you know, somehow emulate my eyes and my fingerprint. And they certainly, will. I'm sure they'll try. But um, there's a lot of breakthroughs here that will protect us. Speaking of kids and digital, there was recently a survey, Dottie, that asked a little, little girls and little boys, would you, what would you like to have, a pony? And they go, no, an iPad. Interesting. That's I my joke it. of the day. I, I didn't go you know, my well son. I didn't get to well, I you know mean, what? Wait a second. You know, I think it's true. It took me a second. But, Andrew, you have little ones. And, my son you know, sleeps I with mean, his iPad. Like, instead of a stuffed animal, he actually, like, if I pull his iPad, he starts freaking out. And he likes to have it in his bed. It's like a security blanket. And he's turning six yeah, in a week. So I think you're on to something, Brad. I, I really do. Like you said, as a joke, but I think that's the truth. <laughs> well, you just need the, the screensaver to be the pony. That's the key. The screensaver goes to the pony, and then we're good. But, um, Brad, I think what any of our experts go out to dinner without taking their iPhone with them. You know, I have to tell you, I once lost mine and it was the best day of my life. And I sometimes think maybe I should lose it again because I get emails from clients at three in the morning wondering why I can't go to court for them. And I try and explain to them that the judge doesn't want me to wake them up at three in the morning. That's really a big predicament. The judge really doesn't like to be bothered at three in the morning. But speaking about iPads and before we get off, I just need everyone to know Brad Inman on the radio, you might be thinking he's just an industry expert. I read his articles, and I think that even if you're not in the real estate world, the professional world, you should go read Inman. It's amazing. We had such a good show today, Dottie. We did. And I'll be back to the cold before you know it um, this weekend. And signing off at Iron Real Estate, have a great weekend, and we'll be back next week. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.